0: We spend a lot of time talking about characters. We spend a lot of time talking about plot. And so often that means the world building gets shafted. It gets sort of like brushed aside or barely mentioned or mentioned enough just to be able to say, Oh yeah, we have a world. Yeah, there's like a a planet or a city or a country or a kingdom or a whatever. And that's it. And as we begin to transition out of talking about plot and into talking about world, it's important to recognize that world building has like material value. It's important. It's as much a third of story structure as character or plot. And I think it's unfortunate that so much of our world building gets undercooked or ...thought of only in these broad terms because we want to focus more on character and we want to focus more on plot. Some people go into creating a story overthinking this. Knowing that world building is sort of like the the also ran or the little brother running behind... And so they dive super deep into world building. They, they want to craft a, a history upon a history with an appendix and a, a supplemental thing and all this backstory for hundreds of thousands of years of different genealogies and kingdoms and countries. And they craft this massive lore document and it doesn't do diddly squat for their story. I think that's a temptation and a pitfall Bred entirely out of that anxiety of the unknown, that fear that, well, I don't know what the reader's going to like, so I'm just going to keep throwing stuff at the wall, and whatever is is whatever is, and they'll like something, and they'll see how creative I am, and they'll see how much I get done, and that'll be cool, because I will have made up all this stuff, and then after a while, they kind of get you know, high on their own supply, and they start realizing, like, oh, I'm being creative, I'm making this, I've got this world rule, and that country, and this kingdom, and, you know, a thousand years ago, there was this person, and so-and-so, and and this alien race, and then this spaceship, and they just keep adding to this stuff that feels to them like they're making, it feels to them like they're building a story, it feels to them like, oh, I'm making real progress, they're not, at all, because so little of that knowledge is going to filter its way into this book, let alone the next book, let alone the book two books later. It's it's just not. And people hear that and they they, they ask questions about world building. And it, this is how they confirm that sense that they only need to do the barest amount of world building possible because so much of what could be created won't matter and will be a waste. So I want to talk about that today. I want to address this position world building has uh, specifically because more so than character world building attaches to plot because world building facilitates plot if your world isn't set up a certain way some plots won't work if you are telling the story of a bank heist but your world building does not support large scale financial storage in buildings then your bank heist can't really be a traditional bank heist. If you're trying to tell the story of you know two families warring over a kingdom, but your kingdom doesn't really develop any kind of tension or any kind of ramifications from two families warring over it, and it's just sort of like oh the you know every day's a day, and the you know the all the serfs do that thing from the Flintstones like it's a living, but it's you're supposed to be trying to get the reader to invest in the kingdom. Your world building facilitates your plot. Your world building makes your plot not only feasible, but possible. And the first thing we cover when we talk about world building, which we're going to start tomorrow, are the foundational rules of the world. What's true? What isn't true? How does the world operate? What what basic systems exist within the world? And one of those systems, or multiple of those systems if there's a lot of overlap, has to be a set of rules or guidelines to allow the plot to happen, which means your world building has to exist in a way that conflict, because plot is conflict, it has to have that ability or potential for conflict. So whatever your plot is, whether it's, you know, we have this team of super mutants who have to go fight another evil super mutant, or whether we have uh, somebody trying to redeem themselves, or drive across country to get their their partner back, or rescue someone from a spaceship, or whatever it is, you have to create some kind of system or multiple systems to allow that to happen. To have that be not only a thing that could happen, but a thing that matters, because if you have, let's just look at today. Let's just think about what we have today. You, we have trash pickup. Right, Whether that's a single company or the town has a contract or whatever, there's a bunch of people who come around with a truck, they throw things in the back, they drive it somewhere, and we as a society tend not to think about it beyond that because it's dirty or it's gross or it's blue-collared or it's grunt work or something, and we, we possibly ignore it or look down on it or just take it for granted. But if we're trying to tell a story about the people who impact our lives who we don't think twice about, who better than the garbage people? Who better than the people who pick up our trash and who know us based on what we produce and what we leave behind? There's so much to think about there. And the world building of a world that generates that material, that generates refuse, what does that say? Like our world right now is packed with landfills and the landfills are running out of space. What are we going to do when we decide that to relax some rules and we start burning trash is that gonna further affect our our global climate disaster and I know that's a really big deal because you're not telling a story on a global scale maybe maybe you're just telling the story about a small town and a mystery therein but understanding that there exists a situation where people perform this task and that task is regular and mundane and overlooked whether that task is garbage collection or mail delivery or somebody comes along and waters all the flowers in the HOA or whatever, the mundanity has to create a tension, has to create some kind of conflict potential. Because it's that conflict that is brought on by the rules of the world. This is how the world works. It's at odds with the problem of the story. And it either, the, the world either allows it to perpetuate, like the way we have the world set up, there are always going to be class divides right now, the way things are set up, or the world gives us an opportunity, the world overall gives us an opportunity to overcome this, well, we have developed these small fighters, and they can sail down the trench and throw proton, or photon, they can shoot torpedoes into a hole and blow up the Death Star, because we've created all these technologies, and we've created a world where the empire is arrogant and vain and self-absorbed and they don't think anything is going to happen because they have this big weapon and who's going to shoot who's going to fly a a space biplane to shoot a little missile into a little like exhaust port and who cares if that exhaust port is really the whole thing that destroys everything because whatever we're the empire world building has to make your plot possible if your world building doesn't If your world building is flat and inert and it's just sort of like, yeah, it makes it possible because, you know, it's just countries and people and corporations and and structures and grass and birds and shit. If, If your world building is just sort of flat on the stage, it's just the backdrop. It's not doing enough in the story. It doesn't mean that you have to make your plot specific to your world building. Oh, we're going to tell a story about you know the world's most murderous landscaper because I want to talk about lawn care. It doesn't need to necessarily be that, but it does have an obligation to facilitate plot. Not just like, oh, well, what we need is a 10-foot ladder, so we better write a scene where there's a 10-foot ladder leaning against this house. That's convenient. We don't necessarily want that either, but we want to exist in a world where one of the better ways to solve our problem is with a 10-foot ladder. World building has a weight and a cost, and we'll talk about all of this starting tomorrow, but world building's rules and structures need to facilitate or create or aggravate your conflict. Think about your plot, whatever it is. What's the conflict at its heart? Not just, you know, Bob really wants him to stop, you know, leaving his Christmas lights on all night or stop playing loud rock music or something like that. Not, not just that, but what conflicts exist in the world. There are people who want the world one way versus people who want the world another way. There are haves and have-nots. There are those with means and those without. Those with privilege and those without. It's segregated how. It's organized how. Look for the sources of tension. Look for the sources of things that aren't right and how can we take your plot whatever it is big or small two neighbors fighting two kingdoms at war space pirates whatever it is how can we weave some of those smaller tensions into the bigger plot because that is the secret that helps get your plot feeling more like it's a reasonable thing no matter how unreasonable it might be and that's what helps your world feel memorable think about that today and i'll talk to you tomorrow